This is the Fundamental Podcast. You're listening to stories, lessons, and experiences of student athletes from around the world. And how our athletic crafts have shaped our identities. Welcome to the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Fundamental Podcast, where we talk about stories, experience of student athletes. I'm your co-host, Chang. And once again, I'm your co-host, Chloe. Thanks for joining us tonight or this morning or wherever you're joining us from. And today, it's a really historic day for the Fundamental Podcast. For the first <laughs> time in podcast history, we have a duo, uh, two guests on the podcast at once. This is for sure going to be one of our most exciting episodes. Um, so first of all, we're grateful for this opportunity. And also, this cannot happen without you guys' support. So to all our new audience, old audience, um, whoever, uh, how long you have been following us for, um, thank you so much for all your support. And yeah, let's uh, jump into our episode for today. So uh, well, first, um, Zach, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Zach Toothman. I'm currently a rising junior at Case Western Reserve University, studying chemical engineering and minoring in cognitive science and environmental nutrition. Super happy to be on today's podcast. Um, thanks for having me on, Chloe and Jane. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. We uh, we're excited to bring you on. And uh, later on, Savannah, uh, do you want to introduce you to everyone as well? Hi, everyone. I'm Savannah Gurley. I'm a rising sophomore at Seton Hall University. I'm studying a diploma in international and minoring in criminal justice on the pre-law track. Um, and like Zach said, I'm super excited. Thank you guys for having us. And I'm ready to jump into it. Awesome. Thank you so much. We're very, very happy to have a duo. This is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting. So audience members, you are in for a treat today. So thank you again for your support. And we have a very awesome topic today. Very vast very rich. So we're excited to dive into it with these two. And it's what athletic leadership means, what it looks like, and how we can get into it, what it how it impacts our athletic lives and our athletic stories. And um, who better to talk about it than these two athlete reps? I know them because, um, as you know, um, I am a swimmer from the United States, Minnesota. So I was also an athlete rep as well for that certain state. And we have two uh, athlete reps for our region in USA Swimming here today. So they have a lot of expertise on the all things athletic leadership. So we're going to dive into just short intro. Um, either of you can just take turns and you know, talk about just how you got into athletic leadership to begin with. How do you kind of sought it out or how it interests you? Yeah, no, I definitely think going into high school, you really start to realize that swimming is more than just what you do in the pool and that there's actually more people that are involved from officials, volunteers, coaches that have an impact on everything you do within your racing and how you can get better. And what was really awesome for me is that hearing my fellow teammates who were athlete reps within my local LSC, um, being like Gary LSC, and I just really wanted to make a change. I really wanted to see the athlete voice being heard. And that's what made me want to be an athlete rep for Lake Erie. So I applied. I was elected in back in, gosh, I think it's 2019 was when I became junior rep for Lake Erie. And I really fell in love with just the opportunity to listen to other athletes, make those connections, and really try to put the voice of the athletes first. And so I was able to do a lot of great things in Lake Erie. I was able to standardize the 50s of stroke to actually be recognized for our 13 and over athletes and be implemented in meets along with the distance events for our 12 and unders being the eight the 800 thousand 1500 a mile and having this allowed more opportunities for athletes to get recognized allowed athletes to have fun with the sport and just to really pursue all the different avenues that they had and then after that for two years i was able to 
also restructure our athletes committees. And now Lake Erie Swimming has an athletes executive committee. And now they do a bunch of service projects and initiatives where they do Toys for Tots every winter. They're actually just starting to do a big fish, little fish. And I'm able to mentor them through that role. And then I'm now where I found myself today within the central zone level. So USA Swimming has four different zones and we represent Savannah and I, the central zone. And I'm currently the senior athlete director and overseeing all of our athletes, all of our 15 LSCs within the central zone. And then I'm also lucky enough to be the co-chair of the zone directors council. So basically one of three athletes to chair a national committee. And it's really cool just to see all the different inner workings and be able to be that voice for the athlete. Outstanding. Thank you. Um, so for me, I got started um, when I was really young. My mom was an official and she ran for officials chair. So she ended up being on the board of um, Michigan Swimming, which is where I'm from. And um, I'm a lot younger than my sister. So I would kind of have to go or follow her to the board meetings and I'd sit in the back. And at first I was like really bored. I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. But then I started paying attention more and it was just really interesting to me. And I like, it was like this whole side I didn't know about. Um, and so from there, I in 2017, the, the central zone had like a workshop do anymore, but they had a workshop and the athlete reps at the time, um, I think, oh, it was my birthday weekend. And my mom like asked them, she was like, is it okay? Like, I'm going to be gone for her birthday. And because I was like, it was my 13th birthday. So I was a lot younger than everyone. And they were like, no, bring her. And it was just, it was so amazing. Such an amazing experience. Like being the reps um, from within the zone and seeing what they were doing. Um, and obviously they were older, but it was like people I could look up to and um, knowing like that's where I want to be in a few years. Um, and so I came back from that trip and I like looked at our bylaws and I couldn't run yet. Um, but from there I had gotten really close with the reps at the time. Um, they were like older, like mentor figures to me. And so I worked with them and I organized at our house of delegates, like our annual um, business meeting. I organized a drive because this was the year of Hurricane Irma. So we organized like a swim equipment drive. Um, every like club representative, we asked them to bring like um, relief supplies and then also like goggles, other supplies, like old swimsuits. And then we donated those to... Um, like swimmers affected in that area and I just loved being able to like give back to other swimmers and really like make that change um in like this sport that I love so much even if it wasn't like directly related to swimming like um and then eventually um I turned old enough and I ran for um junior rep in the LSC and I loved it it was amazing um it was a really great experience for me I loved like being able to really um kind of reform the process and like just make it even better from those people I had had as my mentor um and then once my ended last year I was like this is it I'm gonna be done um but I talked with um it was actually the rep from before he's now like involved in the non-athlete side and I talked with him um and I realized I wasn't ready to be done so I ran for my current position which is the central zone junior athlete rep um I've been able to work with Zach and it's been a amazing and a really great journey um to get me here today and I relish the years I have left that's wonderful and thank you for just giving us a really good overview and a really solid establishment of context of how you have progressed through these leadership identities and kind of expanded your roles throughout the time and I think that I just want to focus particularly on just your why when you started out, Zach, I know you said you wanted to have athletes' voices heard and you wanted to be able to really uplift athletes and see a better version of the sport, a better future for swimming, and that there's more than just, you know, coming to practice every day and or, or racing out of me and just, you know, going home and kind of, you know, sitting with the sport in yourself there's so much more to just kind of being in that atmosphere and recognizing who are who are all the people that are behind these incredible events that are put on and whether it be a game or a tournament or anything all the athletes out there that are listening right now 
I think one of the biggest things that you can take away right from the get-go of this podcast is know who your support systems are in your field of of sport or what what you're what you're currently doing athletically you know whether it be you know representing your sport or whether it be playing in your sport um because there's so many people that contribute to your success behind the scenes and really care about the um, comings and goings of just how events work the logistics and ultimately to keep things fair fun safe and in the best um, smooth performance as possible. So I think that's something that's so incredibly important and valuable, Zach, that you saw that right away and identified that as something really special to really uplift not only the people that are working behind the scenes, but also putting yourself in a position of service leadership to really want to give and give your time, give your energy, give your effort, give your skill set to the sport in that way. And, you know, Savannah, I really love just the organic passion that you had for this role. And just, you know, when you talked about like, you know, kind of becoming older and, you know, starting to really get into these roles, like how much you started to enjoy it once you really, you know, opened your eyes and had this awareness of like, wow, this is really incredible to just see how many, you know, hands are working behind the scenes to make sure everything is smooth and you know fun and effective in this sport and I think that just being able to see that drive of like wanting to give back and wanting to you know do something um, for your sport just with inspiration that you have is something that's really valuable so I definitely want to ask you guys what kind of um what kind of things within swimming specifically, although it could be other sports as well that you've played in the past, but what certain aspects of the sport have given you the ability to say, yes, I, I think I deserve a place in leadership within this sport, or I think that I have this quality to be a good leader. I think the biggest thing like specifically quality that makes any good leader. And I think Savannah and I would agree on this, that anyone we work with, with whether it be in the central zone as an LSC athlete rep or someone on the athletes executive committee across the country is leaders in the swimming, in the sport of swimming really have the power to communicate and connect with a lot of different people. The ability for us to hear a lot of different perspectives, take these perspectives and kind of mesh them together and really then take those ideas, those opinions, those voices and put those ideas into action. I think we're all really action and driven people that want to really make a difference and make a change. And we're not just gonna be like, oh, great, this is a great idea and sit here. We're going to take that idea. We're going to communicate with whether it be non-athletes, whether it be USC swimming staff, just to really push that, push, push the needle forward and make the sport better. So I definitely would say one quality in at least athlete reps that I work with, uh, Savannah and I work with on a national level, is just that ability to want to see change, be that driven, be excited to take take a group of people together and create something pretty powerful. Awesome. Um. Yeah, I definitely agree with Zach. Like that drive. Um. I like another quality, like going um along with him, is definitely like passion and also perspective, like. Um, using your own perspective as an athlete rep and because everyone's going to have a different story and have different experiences which shape their perspective and then using that to really drive your passion for the sport or drive your passion for whatever change you want to see um, and then like Zach said following that up with action and you know really jumping into um, who we need to contact what we need to do to get this done um, I think that all that drive is driven by passion and really comes from like I said, where people grew up or what experience they had with swimming, whether it be positive or negative or just neutral um, and how that makes them want to see a better change within their sport and how it um, really motivates them every day when they sit down at their computer or go to these long meetings or um, get ready to type up legislation or any, an email even. Um, yeah. Nice. I think yeah, also I think... just oh, please go. Sorry. 
Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no. I think also following up with Savannah, like hearing what she said, like I think we do a lot of variety of things, like long meetings. We write legislation. We plan events, but ultimately, getting these ideas, we you need the power to listen, like really make form those connections, form those relationships. And I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier before we started, but Savannah and I have only been working for a year, but just in conversations, you would think we'd be working for I don't know five, going on six years. And I think just having that ability to form those connections and relationships is also pretty powerful. Yeah, awesome. absolutely. Yeah, especially just a, kind of just referencing some of your points uh, just regarding the building relationships, just like putting yourself out there, wanting to make a change is certainly very important. Yeah, I can definitely say some of those like for myself, whether it's like being like being just uh, being just like a captain on the team or just like, uh, being part of like student councils or, very, or just a uh, student government, which is really popular like nowadays. So kind of just a uh, kind of just like a little follow up for you guys. Um, when you like, putting when you like building connections or uh, so you're going to more career oriented, you call them networking basically. So like when you start starting to do these networking like, meetings, calls, or just meeting with people, like. Uh, what are some like uh, pointers for someone who's like maybe the major who just started or someone who's like slightly introverted by nature or just uh, intro just slightly introverted like what um what advice do you have for those people and how to like improve those skills basically i think the biggest thing is um well two big things first one is so you're brand new to this um becoming that leadership really beginning that networking thing is have the opportunity to just listen. Like you may not be the expert in the room. You may be with a lot of people who've done this for multiple years, but your voice and your ability to listen and be able to take what people are saying, think about it. And then eventually as the meeting progresses, after listening to all of this, be being able to begin and even provide your own input or provide your own ideas. There is no bad idea. I would say in leadership, like no matter what you say, there's no bad idea. If you suggest something and people shoot it down, great that at least you put it out there you had the opportunity to voice your opinion and make your what if you think you have a small voice tiny voice because you're so new it's not that voice that you were able to suggest something is going to spark someone else to want to suggest something else and just a continued domino effect and now that you have the ability to talk in front of these big groups be able to suggest something you're now going to feel empowered to want to keep coming back and be like oh i suggested this last time it didn't go great hey maybe this one will work and then if this one worked fantastic that just fuels that person to continue wanting to suggest new ideas keep pushing the needle and really making an impact in the group that's awesome advice i really like that um yeah. so i think for me like I said, when I first started, I was like a lot younger than everyone. And I I would always feel like the like annoying little sibling that follows you around. Like <laughs> I never like wanted to, to like say something. Um, but definitely I feel like I would rely on my hard work and knowing like that I am very capable of what I'm doing and I um have that passion and um would kind of show um through my work what I wanted people to see so if I wanted them to see like my hard work I would um really put it into a project for the committee or I would put it into meeting minutes or writing something for someone and really show them that um I have that ability um and then as I would like get more comfortable with people I would feel that I've shown them how I can work and now Obviously, you don't have like someone first, but I had shown them and I can like speak up now. But also, um, if I didn't ever feel comfortable to speak up um, or even now, like I am much more comfortable speaking with people and like making the first move. But even now, if I'm just feeling like a little anxious or like more uncomfortable with it, I'll kind of rely on my um, work and what I've done to show I'm capable and that I do have the qualifications for um, whatever I may be pursuing at that time. That's great. I'm hearing a lot of courage from both of you with that um, with that advice. So I think that really just goes to um, tie in what you said earlier and just the um, the qualities and the skills that you find in the people that you work with and the things that you might see in yourselves or the reasons that you might have started your leadership process and how things worked out for you guys. And I think that courage and being able to make 
leadership moves and your sport is so incredibly foundational to your success as an athlete. I think being able to just have appreciation and gratitude can by far make your ability to enjoy your sport so much better because you understand that there's people supporting you. It's not just you on the field or you in the pool or you in the arena. It's so many other supporters, whether it be volunteers or people that officiate your sport or something like that. Those people all want to see you succeed. So just putting yourself in a position where you can say, yeah, I do have the courage to do this. I I do want to find a position that's right for me. And there will be because, you know, like Zach said, there might be experts in the room that might have a little bit more knowledge than you. But isn't that wonderful? Because then you can learn so much from these people and feel more inspired. And again, just feel really included within a conversation that you might think you don't belong in. So I think that's something that's really special too with audience members, whatever you pursue with your athletics and the athletic side, uh, the leadership side of athletics rather, is being able to put yourself in positions where athletes might not be typically either welcome or included. So whether it be, you know, at your school, if there's a certain rules and regs meeting with coaches, maybe invite yourself or, you know, maybe that's kind of your step into people looking up to you on the team. And then all of a sudden you feel appreciated, appreciated and wanting to become a better performer. So therefore your athletic success is now tied to how you stepped up and said something you wanted to speak up, you wanted to use your voice. And I think that's an incredible action that you can take in a step in the right direction. And I think earlier you both were also mentioning just the skill of like really open communication and wanting to make a change. Zach, I know you especially said, you know, wanting to see change and, you know, have that ability to say something and have that ability to really use your voice as an athlete to contribute to maybe a non-athletic environment where they need athletes and they need people like us. And uh, I think that should just go to show how, you know, those, that desire for change. I mean, even if athletes don't think that they have it in them to, you know, really get involved, I think it's so important to say, well, as an athlete, I know that I want goals. I have goals. I, and I want that I want to succeed. So therefore that automatically transfers into wanting to make a change by having goals, by setting goals, we want to change ourselves to be better, to make those goals. And that's how I think that so many people can relate to your message because Mm -hmm. wanting to make a change is so intrinsically tied to goal setting and creating goals. So all athletes have it in them to want to make a change and be a voice. Oh, a hundred percent. And like, even just being that voice, like you suggest an idea, you like, you have this goal to make this difference. Like it may not come along the first time. Like you have this idea, you think it's great. And you spoke up like my biggest piece of advice. My mom taught me this really young is you have an idea, suggest it. The worst someone can say is no, like there's no harm, no foul. You try. And I think no matter in order to reach that goal, you have to try, like you don't, you won't succeed without trying. Exactly. You won't succeed without trying. Absolutely. And uh, kind of so linking what you got, what Zach, you said, and Savannah, what you said as well, like how you, how you, Savannah, especially like how you want to, when you're like, when you're the youngest in a room and for people, you kind of just like, um, you have to work your way up and then eventually sort of earn that respect sort of in a sort of way. Like this is, this is like same thing. Like I definitely just like really want to, definitely a great point that you guys brought up, kind of just connecting Zach, your, what you're saying. Um, it's really important to like understand in order to become a leader, you have to know how to be a teammate. Like mm-hmm. for example, for me, like when it's on a sports thing or during or during, in school school project or anything, it's just that you have to prove it yourself. Okay, I'm always gonna be that guy. Over that guy, maybe like doesn't really do the most glamorous work. I might be in the background most of the time, but I know I'm making like contribution because I. Like, 
even though some may, may not be recognizing in public, but like, it's still important work. So like, yeah, you know, once you know how to do that, once like, because like, even though not most people don't really see it, they are, there will be people who do. So like, once those people see that you are doing like these work behind the scenes, you'll be eventually be able to move forward and actually be able to, and people will be more willing to accept your ideas and more like willing to let you leave. So like definitely get great points uh, from both of you. Yeah, Chang, I think you said something that was really important where you gave that example about being in a group and not maybe being like the most performative with like the work that you put in, but you still are contributing. And over time, you might gain that respect of, yeah, you do bring a certain niche of leadership to the table. And I'm sure that Savannah and Zach, you both have experienced leaders where they might not be initial contributors, but you learn so much from them. And they bring a sense of diversity of leadership. So I'm going to kind of ask that question now, how important is diversity of leadership when you're trying to get things done and make a change? I think it's super significant. Like I can at least speak from the central zone where a area that stretches from as far north as North Dakota, as far south as Oklahoma, and all the way to the east up to Ohio. So it's like a really wide area. But I think that's what makes our representation unique compared to the other three zones is we cover such a large span of area with a large different um, group of people and their needs are a lot different. And having the opportunity to have a lot of different people from these different areas and lots of different perspectives in the sport really is what allows us as leaders to really see, okay, we know now because you are involved, what specific niche thing you guys need. And now we're going to use our voices, go to the people that we can communicate with and create those resources and provide something for you. Savannah and I started this new initiative this year um, about checking in with each of our 15 LSCs. So we meet twice a year with them and really honing in on identifying resources, how we can help them and ultimately see what they're succeeding. So we get kind of three different areas of ideas from them. And we can take, we take all this information back. We talk at the end of each series and be like, okay, these were the three main things from each of the three categories. Here's what we're going to do to connect it. And those athletes from those different areas and really having the diverse perspectives um, from each of these different areas across the central zone really allows us to see, okay, wow, I'm, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. My needs and what I need to provide the area of athlete reps in our area is completely different to Oklahoma. Um, so now that we are able to have this knowledge and input, we can go back and be like, okay, this is what we need in our central zone, but we are going to take one more step forward. We're going to bring it to the athletes executive committee and say, Hey, our athlete reps from Oklahoma swimming, they need this thing or our athlete reps from South Dakota swimming. This is what they need. Can we do something to kind of bring up these athlete committees, these athlete environments and really try to provide those inputs for them. But if we didn't have athlete reps from all these different diverse backgrounds, different LSCs, we, I don't think we'd be able in this, be in a spot we are today without that. Absolutely. Um, well, Zach and I are just on the same wavelength because I was thinking of the check-ins too, but, um, like I said earlier, everyone has a different experience. Um, and that experience is really crucial, I think, to bringing change, um, like to the LSC, sorry, Zach's screen is frozen and it's, <laughs> it's him just smiling. That's yeah. classic. I mean, Zach is always, you know, like smiling, I'd say, but right. Zach's screen just completely like caught him at like the right moment. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry, I got distracted by that. But um, no, perspective is everything to who you are as a leader, like I was saying earlier. And I think um, with those check-ins, like, me coming from Michigan and now checking in with the Michigan rips now um seeing those changing perspectives is that they don't have the same needs that I had when I was there and uh, checking in with different LSCs is one LSC might not have the same sports support that I did when I was in their position or they may not have the same funds that I, I had when I was in their position and really um seeing those perspectives and um recognizing how to bring that um, to the zone level and how to um, bring their needs to the forefront um, is a really crucial aspect and seeing that from every perspective of again like this swimmer is going to have a different experience because of xyz that they experienced in their athletic journey whereas 
this summer had ABC in their athletic journey and it's going to be different for the two and both their purchases are completely valid and are both going to bring um, different areas to our attention um, to help make the sport better for all the athletes on an overall scale. That's great. And I, I really enjoy just the amount of depth that both you and Zach have contributed. Um, Zach's back. Um, so hello to Zach. We were just talking about how um, your screen froze as you were smiling. That was, that was awesome. Just because we know that like you're, you know, you just always got that smile on. So it was taken quite literally, <laughs> but anyways, um, Savannah was just making a really awesome point about just really feeling like the, a crucial part of leadership is being able to serve and contribute to just the diverse needs of um, the certain communities that you might be interacting with. And I think that's really a special thing to take away because Every community is different within sport and there's a diverse makeup of who is in your sport, the type of leadership, the type of um, ability to kind of move things forward and progress the sport forward. So you will find a place for, you know, your leadership style to fit in. And um, although, you know, everyone might be coming from various backgrounds, it's so important to just see how everyone collaborates in a community because ultimately that's where real change is done is when you can bring so many um, diverse groups, perspectives. I know when I've been on, you know, committees before, like when I was in a local committee, it was governance. A lot of governance is just these quote unquote boring bylaws you know, writing language for policy and, you know, something that a lot of, you know, younger folk don't like to participate in initially, right? It doesn't seem like quite super fun. And I know, Savannah, you said that you sat in the back of, you know, uh, a meeting and you were like, well, what the heck, right? You know, so um, I would definitely say just being in that environment, I remember how impactful it was for me because there were so many different types of leaders. We had officials, we had coaches, we had retired athletes. We had um, those that were have been general chairs in the past and that were actually, you know, had a lot of experience within Minnesota swimming. So it was just wonderful to kind of see how we all work together and how everyone kind of could appreciate each other's perspective and said, wow, like I really never knew that we could create a plan like this or even just the you know writing up policy and trying to you know have like words and sentences come together as we're you know creating different like legislation um and being able to kind of frame how we want to communicate something communication can actually be really wonderful when there's more diversity because there's so many ways to interpret it so I think that that was definitely one of the greatest experiences to be on that governance committee, because as a young person, I could contribute a perspective that they didn't really have, but then also was helpful because I could understand it. I could read it as an athlete that was, you know, looking at a policy and legislation because those things can be seemingly intimidating, especially if you're new. And again, we're going back to the point of like that courage and being able to take that step forward and the willingness to want to make a change and use your voice will ultimately filter into some type of project that's currently happening within your community. You just have to find it. So I think that's exactly what's happening within USA Swimming, within the different LSCs, also short for local swim committees in case our audience is a little confused of what's an LSC am I supposed to know is there like an acronym dictionary around me but I think that um it's just so wonderful to hear um your perspectives on on this kind of um approach to leadership and I do have just an overall kind of question for you guys just thinking about like retrospect and you know maybe for like the future of what swimming holds for you how you want to take your swimming to the next level perform um any anything under the anything under the topic of in, in that regard what what certain experience that you've had within your usa swimming or local swimming committee leadership 
will ultimately shape how you view your swimming career? That's a good one. I think for me personally is you throughout, no matter how far you want to go as being an athlete, if you just want to stay in your local um, area, local community, or do you want to go as far as Savannah and I in the national level zone level? I think no matter across wherever you see is you're going to make connections. And some of those connections you make are going to have a significant impact, not only in the pool, but in life. I'll, I've had two uh, stories that kind of cover both topics. So back when I went to my first ever, um, when they used to be called conventions um, back in 2019, I had the opportunity to go to practice with a variety of different coaches who are also involved with governance and they coached and we broke up by stroke group, distances, whatever. It was like two pools, short course. We, we had fun. It was a lot of great practices, but I took a lot of weight on technical aspects. I had the opportunity to get a fresh perspective on my strokes, on the way I train, how I get in the pools warm up. Because these people, they want to help the athletes. That, that's what coaches are there for, whether it's your coach, whether it's your net, your club team that's sitting next to you on a bench. You're, the coaches, they just want to help. And one of the coaches there, I was swimming breaststroke and she stopped me at the end and she was she was like, wow, your breaststroke looks so good, but I would just fix this and this. And I was like, okay, great. Like, I'll take that feedback. And then what I ended up learning on later in the day was that coach was actually um, coached multiple Olympians. I heard she coached Nick Fink too. Like, it was crazy. Like, she didn't tell me that, but like, she gave me input. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, Nick Fink is like this great Olympian. And now I just had her critique me. So like, that was so crazy just to get, make that connection. And, and that's what I learned is like, you create so many connections. And in fact, um, so I, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm majoring in chemical engineering and I had the opportunity to work with Ellery Parrish. She was the chair of the athletes executive committee. Gosh, I think that was two years ago was when her term ended up. And she connected me with one of the current board of directors. Her name's Kathy Fish. And she was a chemical engineering too. And she's sort of been my mentor uh, as it relates to wow, just my whole career and helping me really see where I want to go with my future. And be able to take that feedback, bring back that knowledge and take it forward. I think that's going to help me for life and just swimming perspective under performance and as a career. I think that's what athlete leadership can really do is provide these connections to take you to the next level. Well, well said. I really like that. Really, really like that. Um. So for me, I um actually don't swim anymore, but when I was swimming, don't laugh at me. Um, but when I was also, I'm so sorry if you can hear the dogs in the background because I have like four of them here right now. But anyway, no worries. They they make for good company. <laughs> no, they don't. Anyway, <laughs> no, they don't. Oh no, not when they're barking this loud. Anyway, um, but so I don't swim anymore. But definitely when I was swimming, um, I feel like I kind of when I started my like swimming career, I guess. Um, I, my mom came into like our kitchen or something. and was like, oh, do you want to swim? And I was like, mm, sure. Cause my sisters, um, had gotten their start. They had been swimmers. And like I said, they're like eight and 10 years older than me. Um, so they wanted to swim. I was like, yeah, sure. Like whatever. Um, and then I ended up really liking it, but I felt like eventually like I'd get bored of it. I wouldn't want to go to practice. I want to do something else. Um, but then like I got involved with this and then like Zach said back when it was still called convention I'd go to convention and the first time I ever went to convention was 27 no 2018 2017 or 2018 I don't remember 2018 it was 2018 um Soft like she's got me beat I do have <laughs> beat. but anyway not a big deal um but so it was 2018 and I went and it was so amazing like Zach said there were practices and again at the time I was still swimming um I went I like was again much younger but I still like felt like I was learning so much I learned how to do my start like I learned how to like rip off the block and I was so excited and then I went back and I went back to my club team and my practices and I just felt like my passion had been like reignited I like loved Uh swimming again and it was like um I had this like renewed energy I was like excited to go to practice again I was excited to um get back in the pool and not wake up at 5 a.m I wasn't excited for that but I was excited for the rest of it and the dogs are so loud oh my gosh I'm so sorry um but yeah I was just like excited for that um again and that and going to practice knowing like 
I've been to these meetings and I've been to make a change or I've been able to have this impact on the sport that is um, so close to my heart was really um, just eye opening on my experience as a swimmer. That's wonderful. And I really enjoy these two experiences that you've you've given us here. And I think first to just touch on Zach's, the amount of networking that you can experience within getting involved. I think that just goes for anything, whether it be academic pursuits, whether it be athletic pursuits, obviously on this podcast, we talk about the athletic pursuits more, but um, I would say the amount of connections you can make to really get you to the next level. I think sometimes a lot of athletes ask, okay, what do I need to do to achieve this next goal? What do I need to do to elevate my success or feel more accomplished within the sport? And especially that, that goes for athletes that have been in their sport for a very long time are asking, how do I, you know, really ensure this longevity of my passion instead of just feeling like burnt out with kind of the same rhythm of things and to really explore the sport in a whole new way is to get involved in the leadership side and the behind the scenes and eventually you'll make connections that will get you to that next level whether it be in life or within your sport so I think that's invaluable advice that you could give to our audience because a lot of members are probably asking themselves okay how do I you know pair this success that I want in my sport to you know, now making time for something like leadership or getting involved because a lot of people want to do both, but they don't know how two can coexist. So I think that both of you guys have such an awesome testament to how it can coexist and how can they can actually work together and intertwine within your athletic identities and your athletic lives. And I think Savannah, when you were just talking about how you, um, besides the dogs we you did talk about the dogs so we do gotta acknowledge that they are company as well so we do like dogs maybe not when they bark but um I would say when you were just talking about how um really making those um affirmations of of just wanting to still be in the sport having that re reignition and that that new zeal that's something that so many athletes desire again is to you know, kind of have this sense of renewal. So I'm so happy that you brought that up. And um, I think those are just really awesome life left life lessons that you provided for our audience and for those to listen to and really feel inspired by. Cause I know I do. And, you know, I've been in this sport for quite some time now, but even so I feel like there's just so many great, things to take away from both of your stories so thank you yeah of course I also think when you said like trying to find that balance to do like leadership and like keep getting better at the sport I think one of the cool things about swimming too is like yes your head's underwater for so long but like eventually you gotta come up to breathe you gotta come see the next set and everything have that opportunity just to like chat with your teammates have fun and I think those like lane conversations they're one of the best times you have but they're one of the most formative times as an athlete because you get to learn from so many different athletes, so many different people in your lane. Like, especially if you switch up lanes, the coach doesn't make the same lanes every day. You get a different fresh perspective within that set. And I think that's when you can really learn and utilize your skills and show you have leadership. Like, oh, I can lead this lane or I can really like, hey, this new group of people I haven't talked to, what's their perspective on this issue or this topic? And like, you can constantly be able to see, okay, where where are we at in the sport? Where does my attention need to be turned to but also the exact same time I'm learning like I'm learning so much no matter where I dive in so I think that's also pretty cool sure yeah. thing yeah definitely like just so, at least what I'm hearing just from you guys it's really a lot of like listening being open to like new ideas like those people who are especially for me I've just been um, networking whereas like athletically through this podcast or just um, doing like networking for my professional development. Like it just uh, it just makes me really like appreciate every time when someone's like agreed to like talk to you, willing to speak with you. Um, it's really important to like cherish those opportunities, take advantage of them, like really try to like um, gather as much from them as you can. 
like it's like just really important for not just for you personally um also just how to become a better leader because as we talked about earlier um when you when you're a leader you want to listen to um what well, well, the needs of the people so it can just helps you prepare to become a better listener better leader in general so thank you guys again for the amazing perspectives absolutely i would say just one one last question before we wrap up today is if you were to go back to your younger self and meet your younger self and they got to see one day in the life of you now and your leadership activity and and your leadership careers per se what is the moment that you would like to have them see it could be funny it could be chaotic there's plenty of those moments within and then LSC work, so. Jeez. I think it's so funny because, like, there's so at least in the last year, Span and I have experienced, like, literally every single one of those events. And I don't know which one I want to pick, but, Savannah, you have one off the bat. I need time to still think. <laughs> um, I think, well, okay, the one, like, thing that's coming to mind that you said, like, funny or chaotic was, um, when it was in June, it was for our um 2023 Centralism Athlete Summit, and Zach and I were like, "Do you know what I'm talking about?" He's like laughing. Yeah, I know. This is what I was thinking too. Zach and I were um we were like preparing. It was like before everyone got there, we were like setting everything up, and the um Central Zone coach director said something. He was like, like oh, said something, at some point in the day, and he was like, "I don't know how you two don't get sick of each other. Like you've been together like." the entire time today you were together like all day yesterday and it was just like I feel like that moment was really like it was funny at the time but also like um just shows like how in the past year like working together has it been like it hasn't felt like oh I'm sick of him or oh I've been working with him so much because like we'll text almost every day or we'll have a phone call to discuss something and it just feels like um and I think the reason we don't get sick of each other is it feels like it is um it's something enjoyable like we can laugh we can have fun but then at the end of the day we're still like um creating this big change for our athletes and really driving um what we're both passionate about and bringing um that better experience for our athletes that's awesome yeah I like that one I was thinking of that one um and just how because Savannah and I have been on the phone before for three hours straight we did check our time clock the one day and we were like dang that's a long time, but no, every minute was great. And it, that's, what's making this so hard is like every minute we do is because we love it and we love making a difference. And I don't, I think for me is going off of what she said and like kind of a comment someone else made is, as I mentioned way early on, I'm now co-chairing the zone directors council. And when I first stepped in this role, um, the athlete who had the position before me told me, he's like, okay, you're going to step into this big role. And the minute you go into this role, no matter where you step into a room, everyone's going to want to talk to you. And I think while that just was a personal story for me, that while like everyone wants to come up, talk to me in a room, but I think this can go for Savannah and I as a pair. And whenever we step in a room, we're with, whether it be Central Zone, whether it be at the USA Swimming Workshop, the work we've done by setting up the first ever USA Swimming Athlete Summit um, for our zone um, pushing forth certain ideas or legislation, co-authoring letters and stuff like that. Savannah and I are making like an impact on a lot of athletes and people know the work we do and just being able to see that people recognize the hard work we put in, the time we've spent, it's just so, it's so rewarding because you really see that you're making a difference. You're continuing to step forward, but people want to get to know you first and they want to come talk to you. And I think that's, what's really cool in leadership is people just want to talk to you. And I, think that's great. I'd say uh, I think that those are some wonderful words to end off on and I think you definitely convinced our audience to for sure be in some type of leadership position um, whether it be even creating that first conversation or maybe even starting a committee for their collegiate team. Um, I know personally for for my school, we um, 
actually have now committees in our team and we have um, like academic committee. Um, we have like a DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion committee. We have um, a mindfulness committee. So we have plenty of committees that really cover everything an athlete needs to know and needs to benefit from. So um, that's awesome that you, you brought that up. So um, I think that's going to really wrap it up. I feel like you gave us so much information and the audience members need to definitely review their notes from probably the pages that they wrote. Audience members were holding you accountable. <laughs> but anyways, um, we're just going to talk through the things that athletes um, on this podcast listening right now can do. If you want to be on a want to be a guest on this podcast, you can either email us at fundamentalpodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM. Um, and then you can also uh, look at our Instagram at fundamentalpodcast. Um, we have plenty of past highlights of, of episodes with with guests from all around the world and many, many different countries. And um, we thank you to our audience. Please um, continue to um, listen to what our great athletes have to say and to support our mission of sharing stories, lessons, and experiences and how athletes have shaped their identity around the world with us. So thank you very much. And uh, Chang, all good? Did I, did I miss anything? We're all good? Pretty sure you got everything right now. Pretty sure. All right. Sweet. Thank you. And then we'll we'll see you next time. This was your co-host, Chloe. And this is our co-host, Chang. Thank you. See ya. We'll see you, see you next time. Bye.